Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. As I continue our series on the abiding mandate, today I really encourage you to see that when troubles and tribulation and difficulties come, oftentimes their goal is to separate you from the love of God. So take a listen today and don't be separated during this time. Come to Him at deeper levels and know Him like never before. Don't let anything separate you from the love of God. Take a listen today, and I pray that it will encourage you to go deeper in your personal process with Him. Hey, everybody. It's good to be together again here on Tent Talk. I want to hop right in and continue with our series on the abiding mandate. This is how we have been created and called to live in Christ. And we must see that abiding is the heart of God and what He desires with those who, if you will, have chosen Him back. God has chosen you freely, and He chose you out in Christ before the foundations of the world. And it was not so that you could perform for Him, but that you could lean into Him. You see, you are not a burden to God in any way, shape, or form. He does not tire of you. He does not find you agitating or irritating. He doesn't want to give you something separate from Himself, You know, like those of us who have had children that came in and they were bored and we were like, here, just take this and go play. You know, God never does that. Whenever we come to Him, He says, oh, this is what you need? Then come closer to me. I am who you need. You know, this is something I want really to encourage you to meditate on today. This podcast is meant to really provoke you into stopping and pausing and thinking and meditating upon Him. Because when we are going to abide in Him, we are going to move with Him. We are going to learn what it means truly to have our movement and our being in Him. I can't explain it well enough, and you've heard me say this several times here on Tent Talk, I don't want to be so good at teaching and explaining that somehow you get it without having to press deeper into Him. I've been using this quote a lot lately because it is so resonating with me. A.W. Tozer says, How sad it is in dark days when people are satisfied to let their teachers do their seeking for them. So today, And really, in all that I do, I don't want to do your seeking for you. I don't want you to be satisfied with what you hear or, you know, can grasp just by your own study. I want to provoke you to get to Him. Seek Him. 
Move towards Him. Because abiding means that the two of you begin to move as one. God has loved you freely. He has chosen you freely. And He desires that you would choose Him freely. Out of the fact that now He has set you free, now choose Him back to learn what it means to live in Him and with Him. And so I want you to really hear today that you're not a burden to Him and that He's drawing you closer to Himself. And so I recently talked about this on one of my Move on Mondays, and it's hit me before, but it's hitting me again um, at deeper levels. The scripture in Romans 8 I believe, verse 38, where Paul says, and I'm going to read out of the Amplified Classic and the Message Bible today, because on this particular episode, um, you know, I'm not one that uh, wants to just excite people, because excitement will evaporate. I want to provoke you deeper with Him. And in these days and times, because as I'm recording this, very early in the morning. Uh, We are all in the midst of uh, the coronavirus. Uh, There is much that is going on, and there are lots of unknowns. But this is when we step into unknown circumstances. We must step into the known character of our Father. We have the opportunity right now uh, to uh, be so much more aware of our need for Him. Now, your need for Him is the same always. You've needed Him deeply always on your best days, your worst days. But right now, the circumstances with which we're in, whatever you may be living in right now at this moment, whatever you're living without Right? It's, it's causing people to get provoked into what is really important. And one of the things I would say to you is that this is a time to be, what is really the source of my life? And He is that source. He longs to be that source. And when we give ourselves time to really meditate on and think about these things, then really what you're doing is you're giving Holy Spirit opportunity to be able to reveal to reveal the Father to you more and more. Because this is not an intellectual knowing. This is not an intellectual abiding. This is going to become the greatest reality of your life. And to live that way, 100% of the time, 24-7, Because this is within you, this abiding capacity, because He lives within you. Of all the places that God could choose to live in the world, guess what? He's chosen to live inside of you, to be one with you. You see, there's the new you, you are spirit, and Holy Spirit now comes and joins Himself to you. This is what 1 Corinthians 6.17 says to us that anyone who has been joined to the Lord has been made one with Him. So this is where the two become one, moving in such agreement and such um, 
symphonic sound together. And this is where you become tuned into Him and beginning to identify with Him and what it is that He is desiring. So in in this time that we're all in, um, what God's always wanted begins to, I think, really appear maybe clearer and clearer. This is my hope. That it, that it is getting clearer and clearer so that hopefully you will not emerge out of all of this um, the same as you came in. I really am hoping that you're not just longing to get back to the old, but that you will allow this time to deepen your abiding with Him, to deepen your oneness, the experiential you know, the actual living in the reality of your oneness with Him. Because this is what He has always wanted. So this scripture in Romans 8 just came back in such clarity to me this week. So I wanted to encourage you with it. And Paul says, I'm actually going to back up in Romans 8, and I'm going to uh, read Um, starting in verse 31. And I'm not apologizing today for reading the scripture, taking the time to read the scripture. As you listen to this today, maybe you want to just hone in and open up your Bible and begin to read and to see in black and white. You know, I can remember a time when God said to me, Nancy, I wrote it down in black and white for your crazy days. And and it has proven to be so very true because there are times when it's like, I must look at the Word of God. I must read it in its black and white written down form because on crazy days when you find that you feel like you have spiritual vertigo and all your instrument panels seem to be going wild and you don't know if you're flying upside down or right side up, then we get our bearings by what the Word of God says. And I love it that several times in the Scripture, uh, Paul will tell us these magnificent things. And then he'll say, like he does in Romans 8.31, he'll say, now, what then shall we say to all of this? Because you see, there is a place for abiding agreement with God. That now, this is what God has said, and now what will we say back to what God has said? So, verse 31. What then shall we say to all this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe if God is on our side? He who did not withhold or spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? Verse 33, who shall bring any charge against God's elect when it is God who justifies, that is, who puts us in right relation to himself? Who shall come forward and accuse or impeach those whom God has chosen? Will God, who acquits us, who is there to condemn us? Will Christ Jesus, the Messiah, who died, or rather who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God, actually pleading as he intercedes for us? Remember in this moment, my friends, Jesus is praying for you. 
verse 35, who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? So this is where I'm going with this today. This is what it's talking about. Who's going to separate you? You see, this is what happened in the garden. The enemy's enticement, his seduction, the magic, the voodoo that he began to work on Eve, who then came and challenged Adam, and it took the two of them making a decision that they would separate themselves from God so that they could self-develop, so that they could be God. All right, And this was the horror of what happened in the garden. So I want you to, to recognize this. What is God's plan A always been? For you to live in deep abiding oneness with Him. To be one with Him. Lean into Him. Depend completely upon Him. This is the delight of God. This is why I can tell you, you are not a burden to Him. He, it is a delight to God when you choose to depend upon Him for everything, not just in times of crisis, but as your everyday style of living is depending and drawing from Him moment by moment. This is how Jesus lived. And as sons, this is then how we are called to live. So this is what it says, is that what is going or who is going to separate you from Christ's love? Will it be suffering and affliction and tribulation? Now, I want you to apply this in what you're living in right now. Maybe when you're listening to this, you are suffering. Maybe you do feel afflicted. Certainly, there's tribulation and there's shaking and trembling and difficulty and trouble that is going on around us. But God is talking about, my friends, your interior life. There's always going to be something going on outwardly. God is addressing what is going on inwardly. So who is there that would separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering and affliction and tribulation or calamity and distress or persecution, or hunger, or destitution, or peril, or sword. Verse 36, even as it is written, for thy sake we are put to death all the day long. We are regarded and counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37, yet amid all these things we are more than conquerors, and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. Verse 38, for I am persuaded beyond doubt. I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor things impending and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. My friends, you know how important it is that you have been put in Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus has been put inside of you? You are so one. And it says, shall any of these things do what? What is their goal? All these things that come, trial, tribulation, persecution, um, principalities, powers, uh, viruses, crisis, um, wh whatever it may be. What, what is their point? To separate you from Him. Because what has He 
always wanted? And what has He come to do to make you one with Him, to put you inside Himself and put Himself inside of you? How much closer can He get? How much more can He communicate the depth of what it is that He longs to have with you? And my friends, we will never be right. We will never be settled deep within where we literally cannot be moved. We cannot be moved out of that place until we begin to hear this and see this as this is what um, it is that all these things are sent to do, is to try to separate you out from Him, to cause you to doubt Him, to cause you to have controversy with Him, to cause you to separate yourself out because you're just like, really, if, if, this, if, if God is going to let these things happen, well, how could I trust a God like that? Okay, do you see every bit of them is, is an attack on your oneness with Him to come after His desire? So the enemy wanted to separate Adam and Eve from the Father in the garden and the same thing is still pressing in today. And so my strategy then is I press in deeper to Him. When these things come, I will not, I will not go into controversy with God. Because I see that the strategy is that every one of these things come to separate you from the love of God. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. Did you know that it is the love actually that is God himself? It is the love of God that energizes and activates your faith. Look at it in Galatians 5.6. Because, my friends, your faith is not some separate entity. Your faith is your very abiding trust and dependency upon God himself. So my faith is not some, uh, you know, thing that I have. It is the very trust and dependency that I have been given in my inheritance from Christ that I may be able to trust in the Father. And if ever we need it, now is the time. All right, now is the time. We press in and we say, Holy Spirit, now abiding development is what I need. I, I need you to develop that which is already in me because it is the love of God. This is why the enemy would love to separate you and have you think, oh, God doesn't love me. How could God love us if he allows these things to happen? My friends, press into God. I don't even want to answer all your controversies. I want you to hear Him. I want you to experience Him. And then I want you to choose Him at new levels. And so that when when these things come and they want to separate you from Him, I want you to press in deeper. Bring all your confusion. Bring your bitterness, your anger, whatever it may be, and press into Him. Because that's where those things will get dealt with. They'll never get dealt with separating yourself further from Him. So what can separate me from the love of God? It says, Paul said, I'm persuaded none of these things can separate me from Him. I am one with Him, and I will press in deeper to Him. Now, I want to read it, and again, I'm not apologizing for reading the Word today, (laughs) all right? 
And uh, so I want to read Romans 8 out of the Message Bible. And it says that this is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. Don't you love that? I love that. We're in waiting right now. There are things we're waiting, waiting to see what's going to unfold in the next days. And, you know, waiting is a very powerful thing when you're learning to abide because it's when we're waiting that much of our foolishness gets revealed and exposed. It's where our impulsivity comes to cause us to, you know, try to just jump off the path and shut down and freak out. And and so when we're in a waiting mode, I love this. It says waiting does not diminish you any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us. But the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. Do you see this abiding help? If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs. For those of you that are sitting around sighing and groaning, uh, just it's amazing, isn't it? He can make even that productive. (laughs) He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition, and keeps us present before God, with Him, abiding in Him. That's why we can't, I'm sorry, that's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. God knew what He was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love Him along the same lines as the life of His Son. The Son stands first in the line of humanity that He restored. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in Him, in Jesus. After God made that decision of what His children should be like, He followed it up by calling people by name. After He called them by name, He set them on a solid basis with Himself. And then, after getting them established, He stayed with them to the end gloriously completing what he had begun. So what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition, listen carefully, and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Who would dare even to point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way. Not trouble. Not hard times. Not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture. 
None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our Master, has embraced us. Oh my, I'm so encouraged because my friends, all of these things that are going on right now, my friends, this is nothing compared to probably what is coming. And God is giving us the opportunity right now to get really settled within. And the Holy Spirit will do this in you and for you and with you and make real inside of you. You can't make this real to yourself. You can't accomplish this. Only the Holy Spirit can. But He needs us to choose Him. I'm encouraging you today to choose this way of abiding and to say with Him, You know what, God? Nothing can separate me from the love that you have for me. Nothing. Whatever has been, whatever is, and whatever is to come. Did you hear that? It said, not what's happening today or tomorrow. Not impending threats. Nothing. Nothing can separate me. Because, my friends, you being made one with God, this is where all of our power is. This is where all the love is. This is where all the faith is and the courage and the perseverance and the endurance and everything else that comes to us in Christ, but now must get developed in us. Okay, do you understand? You have the life, but without... Um, consciously choosing this way of life, it never gets developed. It's like having a muscle, but it, it's flabby because it never, ever gets developed. You have his life. You have the capacity to live abiding in the Father the same exact way that Jesus did. Hmm? But will you choose the same as Jesus did? Will you choose as all these magnificent saints that have gone before us have chosen, did choose in their day of trouble, in their day of difficulty, also became their days of great development. And so it is this that God is after, is this oneness. So every attack, everything wants to come to separate you out from him. And my encouragement to you today, my friends, is lean in stronger to Him. Lean in in greater measure. Cling to Him. And let Holy Spirit make real inside of you that which has already been yours, okay, all this time. It's always been there. The life of Christ has always been there. But now is the time, my friends, now is the time to let this be development time. Not just downtime, development time. And go into the Word and begin to read the Word from the viewpoint of God desires this oneness with me. Everything that comes is attempting to try to separate me out. That's what temptation is. Temptation when sin comes to seduce, its entire point, 
is to get you to come out from your dependency upon Holy Spirit, upon the Father, upon Jesus. Come out and handle it yourself or try to find someone else to do it for you. And yet a testing time is an opportunity from God that as you go through that testing, rather than take your old routes of temptation, it is now in the testing is to come to give you opportunities to lean deeper into Him and to know Him more. This is the difference between temptation and testing. God is never tempting you so as to get you to try to handle it yourself. God tests us so that we can see where we are and that we have the opportunity to be able to press in deeper to Him. So that is my encouragement to you today. In the midst of all these things, my friends, let nothing separate you from Him. Nothing. Nothing. Because that's an inward way of life so that you can then step into whatever the circumstances are and you will meet the heat of the day, whatever the difficulty, whatever the new pressing crisis will be, because I assure you this is not the last crisis. I assure you that this is something that is giving us an opportunity. It is flushing out things that have been hidden within us, things that we have been dependent on, and God is giving us opportunity to see that, to turn towards Him uh, in an ever-increasing dependency so that He can develop the life of Jesus within you so that you can know Him more, lean into Him more, and He can invigorate you, yes, to do mighty exploits and, and all of that, but it's all going to come out of your oneness with Him, because that's what He has always wanted. And if there's anything He's bringing the church back to, it's dependency upon Him, and because He is going to be center stage. And so we want Him to get what it is that He wants. He has tended to me so well and is nourishing me and feeding me food today that it is amazing to me that my heart grows more and more to say to the Father, Father, what is it that you have desire of? What is it that you want? You have so satisfied me deeply within, not because all my circumstances are perfect. That, that's not actually the goal, my friends. It is to know Him and to make Him known. And let's let this downtime become our development time, the development of abiding. And so I hope that this has encouraged you today. I hope that if you haven't already, that you will open up the Word and read Romans 8, beginning there about verse 31, because I ask you the same way that Paul did as I close out for today, what shall we say to all of this? What will you say to all of this that God is speaking to you in this day and in this hour right now. My friends, we were made for the trouble that we see. This is our generation. Let's let Him have His way in us. Let's learn it. You know, that's the slow fire of discipleship, this redefining of discipleship. That is what it is, is is the slow burn of every day the deep fire of God within us, His presence. He is an all-consuming fire. He is a jealous God. He's jealous for you. 
and he wants you to be jealous for him. So I'm, I'm really praying in these days that the slow fire of God is about to spread like wildfire and that this is going to become what we spend our time doing is letting him mature us in love, letting him grow us up, invigorating our faith, and that we will in no way want to ever live separate from him. But in all things, we press into him to know him, to move with him. So what shall we say to this? What will you say to all of this? I pray that you will say, Yes, Father, you, you can love me deeply, Father, and nothing, nothing shall separate me from you. This is our abiding mandate. I'm so glad that you've been with me over this month of March as we've talked about abiding, and I pray that it's been encouraging to you. All right? I love you all, and until next time, I'm praying for you. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.